Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Hey, welcome back. As we wind this thing down on Thursday, let's transition to hockey. We haven't gotten into much hockey talk as of late, but we should because a local team in town will be hosting a playoff series, and that is coming um, second weekend of March, I believe. I'll have to double-check my notes there. My notes. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. And you know somebody that can correct me, is our next guest, Jordan McAlpine. He is a prospect writer for The Rink Live. Jordan, what's up, man? Good. How are you guys doing this morning? Good. And, Good. Uh, yes, your notes, are, your notes are correct. It's the uh, second week in March. See, so. I can always count on him to yeah. fact check me. <laughs> <laughs> when it's above our pay grade, ask the experts. Mm-hmm. That's what I do. Uh, I'm right there with you. We, if we don't know, we know somebody that does. So I was at the hockey game two weekends ago, and I go up to Jordan. I'm like, Jordan? I could have sworn I did the math right and that Omaha can host if they if they sweep the series. And he goes, let's crunch the numbers again. <laughs> and we, and we <laughs> went Sounds through like it. my kind of guy. <laughs> and we went through it, and sure as heck, he was right. He was right. I'm, hey, sh- I'm shocked. Hey, Jordan, though, but in, in all honesty, let's, let's talk about this team because this, this hockey program is in a fantastic place. I mean uh, – what they've been able to accomplish this year with the expectation that was set forth is something special. And it's really cool to see. But even to cap it all off, I mean, it's not done yet, but to cap off a solid regular season, they're hosting a playoff game for the first time at Baxter. I mean, what have you seen throughout this program, because you've covered them for so long, that has really turned them down this road opposed to what people thought they would be? Yeah, no, there, there's uh, there's no doubt that it came by surprise in a lot of ways. And I mean, even you go back to the start of the season, you lose a Taylor Ward, Chase Primo, Brandon Scanlon, all the offense that disappears, that's a big question mark. You look between the pipes, as well as Seville and Austin Roden are gone. I mean, one thing to keep in mind coming into this season, Jake Kaharski wasn't even eligible until the first week of practice, essentially. Yeah. That it's been uh, It's been seemingly question mark after question mark and this team has found a way to keep doing it and i'd be uh i'd be the first one to say if you would have told me they'd have home eyes clinched with two weeks left in the regular season i'd uh maybe bat an eye a little bit at it but at the same time it's a it's a group that's just continued to go to work their uh, veterans have stepped up you look at jack randall earlier this year ty mueller's continued to excel his play and then their freshman class has been really good and andrew i know you and i have talked about this the uh the depth scoring that they've continued to get, and it seems like every weekend someone else is stepping up, and obviously here we are. I'm going to validate both you guys. I had I was talking to Andrew a couple of weeks ago, Jordan, and had got, was fortunate enough to have a lunch with uh, the athletic, athletic director at Omaha, and Adrian was telling me that 
you know, he was. They were talking contracts this off season with Gabs, and they wanted to get him done soon and kind of a peace of mind and build around and get the budget set. And you know, they were having this conversation about um, wanting to get this done early, get out ahead, and you know, he knows it could be a very difficult season. He said, Gabs stopped him right there in his tracks, and he said, No, 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 no. We're we're going to be good. We're going to be better than people think. I like my young guys, and I think we're maturing. What is it that you think he's – and this was in the summer now. What do you think it is that he mm-hmm. saw that we're just now coming around to right now as we're – both of you are kind of being validated in terms of what the strengths have been down the stretch. Well, and honestly, I mean, it's been – it's a run in the last few years here. You look at it, Omaha's uh, kind of been in that, that bottom half, bottom tier of the NCHC preseason polls. It seems like a lot of team, or a lot of people want to write the team off coming into the season, and I'll, I'll be the first one to say it, myself included, coming into this season with it, that you didn't know what it was going to look like. But with the, uh, the character type of guys that Gavinette and his coaching staff have really prided themselves on bringing in the last few years, I think that's showing you uh, – and no discredit to the roster, you're not exactly getting the, the blue-chip prospects of the North Dakota or Minnesota, Boston College. You kind of uh, you got to do it another way to bring these kids in. And they've, uh, they've struck gold on a few of them this year, number one. But number two, you look at their uh, just up and down the lineup, the, uh, the buy-in factor and the amount of guys that are willing to go to battle and go to work on a nightly basis. I think that's, uh, that's the biggest thing. And Credit to, to Gabs and his coaching staff. That's the uh, the type of people and type of players they've wanted to get here, and it's working. Hey, you know, I don't want to look too far ahead here because, you know, you, you, you take it one series at a, at a time, and that's kind of been uh, this team's mentality too. But, you know, I can ask you this because you have no affiliation to the team. And, and when looking far <laughs> ahead, talking the goal, making the NCAA tournament, UNO 13th in the pairwise how do they get there? How, what do you think is the best path for them to take to get there? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question and one I've been, uh, been asked a lot the, the past week or two. But one thing, uh, just uh, to start with looking around the NCHC, some of the, uh, the up-and-down teams this year, you, you look at a North Dakota, Duluth, kind of the, uh, the parity in the conference, I guess, if you will. I don't... Uh, I feel pretty confident in saying this isn't the year you're going to get five teams from the NCHC like the past couple. That uh, You're probably more so looking in that three to four range. Now, if Mavs can somehow pull off a sweep of St. Cloud and win at least one of the games in uh, Grand Forks next weekend, they're, they're sitting pretty in, in some ways. Obviously, you're, you're not a lock or not comfortable at that point, but heading into the playoffs, you're uh, you're giving yourself a little bit of a boost, and then obviously if they can make it up to St. Paul, I, I still think the uh, the easiest and obviously safe bet is to go win that frozen face-off, but at the same time, if they can take care of business the next few weeks here, I uh, with where they're at right now and considering the uh, the quality of opponents they'll be playing these next couple weeks, it definitely strengthens the resume. Jordan, before we get to the NHL real quick, let me ask you, what do you think has been the biggest difference in solidifying uh, the between the pipes play because sometimes it's not always about actual goalie playing. You talked about Kaharski, but sometimes it's the defense that has to be played in front. Of, most of the time, it's the defense that has to be played in front of mm-hmm. them. What do you think that evolution has been like on the back half of this season? 
Yeah, I, I think it's two things. Um, n- number one, I'll, I'll use one word, and that's confidence. You look at, uh, obviously, between the pipes, with it being as much of a mental game as it is, Simon Lacozzi, especially just from the start of the season, fine-tune a couple things after his first couple starts, gets comfortable, and the kid's been on a roll since then. And obviously, when you can roll out either one of those kids on a nightly basis and have a, have a trustworthy goalie back there, which they've had, uh, most nights this year, that's made a big difference. But also, just looking over the course of the season, whether it's Joel and May, Griffin Mudkey on that back end, Jacob Wiven, the, the amount of freshmen that they have, sure, there's a learning curve. I mean, I, I go back to watching a Scanlon or Dean Stewart, nice, Ryan Jones, some of those guys with, with the Mavs. There's, there's that evolution and growth throughout the season that I think guys are just getting more comfortable and also – you look at the difference from the first half of the season and now they're playing a, uh, a hell of a better, lot better structured game and it's working in their own zone. I don't know if I want to get to the NHL with Jordan. He's just going to make fun of my blues. Oh, I would. <laughs> I mean, who, I who wouldn't? I, it's, I not like, it's, I it's not like me as the Pens fan has a lot of room to talk, <laughs> but it, I, I do like our upside. Hey, Jordan, you know, a, a couple of things here because, you know, there's talk about Timo Meyer. There's talk about some pretty doggone good defensemen in Arizona, uh, a lot of trades, you know, that I, I don't even know what's happening with Jonathan Taze right now. Um, but it's, it's too expensive. Uh, where's your head at with, with a lot of the movement that could be taking place here in the NHL? Because um, as we talked about yesterday, you even thought Carolina could make a run at Timo. Yeah, I, I was going to say, are you sure you don't want to start with Tarasenko? Yeah, well, that, yeah, that, no, that, no, that, no. That's all Carolina needs. They've won, what, four or five <laughs> in a row? Like, they just keep winning. That's all they need is an acquisition like that. Yeah, no, to, to me, uh, lo- looking at the Eastern Conference, which has been crazy the past week or so here, I, I think that's the team that's fascinating both from uh, the ability to make a run but also make a move. And I know Andrew and I talked a little bit whether it's a uh, – a Meyer or Patrick Kane, obviously he's been heating up the last last couple games here. But with his uh, his situation, who who knows what that's going to look like? But that'd be the team to keep an eye on. But um, just trade wise specifically, the uh, the Taves situation's been an interesting one. I know like came out earlier this week and said he won't be on the move this year. So we'll uh, we'll see if he even gets back on the, or how soon he gets back on the ice at this point. I know he wasn't skating for a while, and there's been a uh, kind of a never-ending trail of stuff with him the last few years, which is uh, uh, crazy to think of five, six years ago, how dominant of a player he was to uh, to now, but welcome to professional sports, I guess. But then uh, Timo Meyer, Jacob Chikrin, Eric Carlson out in San Jose, there's a, there's a lot of potential guys that could be on the move this year, and Andrew, uh, I, I would say I, I wouldn't be surprised if your Blues end up with one of those guys. Yeah, baby. going to be an interesting stretch here. How, what's your level of concern, Jordan, for the for the Stars and how they're playing? Or should I say not playing in terms of playing well? <laughs> well, as a Wild fan, I'm loving every second of it. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I will say, with, with uh, lo- looking at their roster, looking down the stretch, uh, when you got Jake Ottinger, you can throw out there on a nightly basis. Uh, it, it makes my confidence feel a little bit better, but I don't know. That, that'd be another team that I could see as a uh, real capable landing spot for Kane. Yep. If he's willing, willing to move the no, or uh, to waive the no move clause. But Dallas is a team that, uh, them and Winnipeg, obviously, are at the top of the Central Division right now. And if they, uh, if they keep it going, they've got the roster to make a push. But 
here again. Uh, I, I wouldn't complain if I see him keep uh, keep building up the losses. Well, Robertson, if he can you imagine him having a little bit more help on that top oh, line? Oh man, Rupe's a stud. Oh man, going to be. He's he's I, a stud. I would yeah. like a little more consistency, but that's just me. <laughs> Jordan, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much. Hopefully, we talk again soon. Yep, I'll see you guys this weekend. Hey, thanks, Jordan. That's Jordan McAlpine, prospect writer for The Rink Live. And that's it for today. If you missed any of the show, go check out the podcast at Hale Varsity Radio, wherever you catch your podcast, Apple, Spotify. We will see you tomorrow.